Welcome to Transformation. This is Don Wick from the Red River Farm Network, your host for this podcast and radio series. We want to thank CHS Community Giving for making this Transformation podcast possible. Transformation began this past year as a partnership between the Red River Farm Network, the Minnesota Department of Agriculture, and numerous stakeholders throughout our region. In this series of podcasts, we're bringing awareness to the issues of farm stress and mental health. We focus on solutions. Our guest is Emily Kruckelberg, who is the director of the Rural Stress Task Force with the University of Minnesota. And Emily, certainly our our farm community was already under stress with low commodity prices, weather, a whole lot more. Now that's been amped up with COVID-19. Tell me, Emily, is, how has this coronavirus pandemic impacted that anxiety level on the farm? Yeah, that's a great question, Don. I just feel like we have seen, you know, coronavirus has disrupted our entire world, basically. So it's not just felt in agriculture, it's felt largely everywhere. But I do think there are some kind of areas in agriculture specifically that we can focus on when we talk about the impacts of the COVID-19 outbreak. Um, Of course, we have seen this huge market disruption take place. Um, And that has happened in a lot of different ways from everybody rushing to the grocery store all at once and things being out. And now with restaurants and schools closed, um, a decrease in demand. So there's just been a lot of this fluctuation and that has, you know, been passed on to the producer. Um, So we see it, you know, especially in dairy, we're seeing it in beef. I mean, really we're seeing it across all commodities and that uh, is, is stressing an already stressed population. And then we're going to add on top of it just the general anxiety that a pandemic brings. Uh, I don't think that anybody is is immune to that, right? We all are feeling the pressure from it in some way, shape, or form. And and that includes farmers, too. And when you are already stressed and already have a lot of things that you are trying to balance on your plate, like farmers are, it can just really add up and, and basically compound into just this huge issue that, um, you know, we we hear the word unprecedented a lot lately, and and I think that really sums it up best, right? We are living in unprecedented times. We, you know, were prepared for this as much as we could be, but there were so many unknowns and still are so many unknowns. And so that makes it uh, really hard for people to, to figure out what is my next move. And now, you know, we're in spring and we're getting ready for planting um, across most of the state. And so what what does that mean? Do I need to make adjustments? Do I just move forward as I had planned? You know, we just don't know what the next day, what the next week, what the next month will hold. And so I think that that, you know, is, is one of the big issues we're seeing as well. There's always a, a seasonality to agriculture. You talk about planting season and, and we get back into that routine but uh, as you mentioned, with everybody, our, our routine's been shaken up with kids at home not being at school. We, we're not going to meetings. We're not having some of those uh, face-to-face conversations, even with our the local co-op or our input suppliers. Uh, that change in our routine certainly has to be a consideration as well. Yeah, absolutely. In one sense, it's business as usual for farmers, right? Um, farming the agriculture that is considered an essential service, so things are still moving there. So it's like business as usual, but also it looks 
totally different than it did before. Um, and yeah, so definitely that change in, in kids being home. Um, and yeah, how do we get our feed now? Or what happens when the milk truck comes on the property? And are we socially distancing properly? And uh, just that general um, isolation. And, and we talk about isolation being an issue in farm families anyways, just given the demands of their work and the fact that right, a lot of them live out in the country. And so this just amps that up and just turns the dial up on that a little bit more um, that it's really like, you know, we got to make sure that we're still focusing on social connectedness and, and, you know, how can we do that? We can use technology. We can do these different things. Um, but it still takes a toll being with the same people day in and day out. Um, and I think just knowing that you can't go anywhere or do anything else, right? Even if you maybe weren't going to, but knowing you can't, not having that choice, that freedom can be really hard for people. And so, yeah, it certainly has disrupted uh, the way that, you know, just day-to-day things happen at home and on the farm. I just think of the seed dealer delivering seed, those kind of things. You're you're not having those conversations in the farmyard like you would normally. It's people are staying in the pickup or maybe doing a a wave instead of a a half-hour conversation. Yeah, absolutely. We are definitely missing out on just that those little pieces of socialization that we didn't even think about. And, and I'm sure you see it, and I know I see it, right, where I'm not in my office, so I don't see my office mates every day. And I didn't realize how much I depended on, you know, just those little check-ins every morning when we'd, you know, talk about our evening uh, from before or whatever it may be. And so, yeah, you're right. And, and just for a lot of um, producers, the seed salesman or the milk truck driver or whoever, I mean, that's, those are the only people they would see every day. And now they're still coming, but, yeah, they can't interact with them the way that they used to. And so that has to be incredibly hard on them. Are there other ways to stay connected? Well, I mentioned social media and technology and those kinds of things. Um, I know a lot of people have been doing Zoom calls and all of that. And I also recognize, though, that in our rural areas, you know, we're seeing a lot of struggles with, with Internet access. And there are areas that don't even have broadband, or they do, but it's not adequate. And so, you know, just also kind of think of doing things, uh, I almost hate to say it the old-fashioned way, but uh, call people on the phone or send them a letter or a card in the mail. You know, just these little things to remind people that uh, even when we feel alone, we aren't alone. And knowing that somebody cares and just wants to check in with them and make sure that they're okay. Well, as you mentioned, we're... We're gearing up for spring planting. It takes a lot of time and dollars to get that done. Uh, and now you've got this added pressure of, of coronavirus, uh, the pandemic. Are there some coping strategies that uh, our growers should keep in mind? Yeah, you know, there are so many different ways uh, to to cope with with stress or whatever you want to call it, right? But it all gets back to this simple concept of wellness. And wellness is just, right, your overall well-being. And so in my mind, it kind of constitutes three parts. And I'm a dairy girl, so I like to picture it as a three-legged milking stool. And so, you know, the seat part is kind of the person, their well-being, right? And then each leg that holds them up represents a different area of our health or wellness, physical, mental, emotional. So what I really encourage people is, you know, don't think about it just as, oh, I need stress management or I need to keep my mental health good. 
think about it as I need to take care of my overall well-being. And I'm going to do that by making sure I'm physically healthy, making sure I'm mentally healthy, and making sure I am emotionally healthy. And a lot of the things that we can do to take care of ourselves really touch on on two or all three of those aspects. Like I think of um, I'm somebody who I like to go for walks during the day. I like to be physically active. And while that's very good for my body, it's really good for my mind as well. It gives me an opportunity to clear my head, think through some things when I'm away from a screen, which is really nice. And being social, even though it is a little bit different right now, it looks different, socializing and talking to people in our lives, that's huge for our emotional health. And so I think just really focusing on that overall, what am I doing to take care of me and, and all of me? And, you know, it's often referred to as self-care. And I just remind people all the time that self-care is not selfish. It is necessary. Self-care can be as simple as taking a step back and taking three deep breaths before you make a decision or say something or do the next thing. Like that is self-care. That is you, you know, preserving yourself, getting your mind clear, regrouping. So something simple like that or walking to go check your mail. That's self-care. It doesn't need to be these big elaborate things. It's just, you know, really the little things that we do every day to make sure that we are well. It is such a bizarre time from a farm perspective. We've seen, you know, the the headlines of dairy farmers dumping milk or packing plants that are are closed because of uh, uh, employees with coronavirus or ethanol plants not taking corn or at least slowing what they they will take in at the time. That loss of market is are the things being done by the the Rural Stress Task Force. Do you do you look into those kind of things as well, Emily? Yeah, you know, great question, Don. And and the task force is. You know, looking at all these issues, not just from a, a agricultural standpoint or a farming standpoint or strictly from a stress and mental health standpoint. Uh, we have a lot of people that, that work across all different types of areas. You know, for example, we have some great tools on our website, extension.umn.edu, around family financial management, including things like how do you manage finances when there's a sudden loss of income? And ideas for, you know, activities with your kids and, and how do you parent children during a pandemic like this? How do you help uh, your teens realize that they need to be socially distancing just like the rest of us? Lots of great things on there, uh, you know, because Extension does more than agriculture. We are looking at family, at youth, at communities, and the task force is made up of people from all of those areas. And so we combine all that work together um, to provide these resources that, are really applicable um, in rural areas. This uh, coronavirus has touched everybody's lives. It's not just a farm issue. It's not just a town issue. It's it's everybody, and particularly some of those folks that, that work with farmers, I think having that conversation on farm stress and then in conjunction with coronavirus, it, it, it further complicates things probably. Yeah, absolutely. You know, we have been dealing with these issues around farm stress for um, more than longer than I would like to think about, honestly. And yes, I think those people that are working with the farmers um, day in and day out, right? I know I, I talk to a lot of them and work with them. And, and yeah, their concern is always for the farmer and what can I do to help and what about this and what about that, uh, which is great. And, and I just encourage people that, yes, although we need to socially distance, you know, still check in on these people. Like I mentioned before, Social isolation is a huge issue, and now it's 
even worse. And for a lot of farmers, these are the only people they get to see or have contact with sometimes in a week. And so I would just really encourage egg professionals to be mindful of that and think about how can they reach out. And, and it's more than just, oh, I'm going to leave this brochure behind on the desk. Those brochures are great. They're full of information. But, you know, a conversation to somebody is going to go a lot farther than, you know, a piece of paper in someone's hand. Our thanks to Emily Kruckelberg from the University of Minnesota Rural Stress Task Force. Again, a reminder, you can hear all of our Transformation podcasts online at rrfn.com forward slash transformation. We also have the podcast available through iTunes, Google Play, and now Spotify, and it's also available on your Alexa system, so check that out. As always, we'd like to remind you that help is available if you're dealing with any stressful situation. Uh, Links are available to a variety of resources on the Red River Farm Network website. Again, that's rrfn.com forward slash transformation. Transformation funded by CHS Community Giving. It's a partnership between the Red River Farm Network and the Minnesota Department of Agriculture. Our thanks also go to the stakeholders out there that include the Minnesota Farmers Union, the North Dakota Farmers Union, and the Minnesota Corn Growers Association. Until next time, I'm Don Wick.